You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast with me, your host, Valerie Howard. I'm here to share my decade of experience working in branding and marketing to help you create the business and life you've always wanted. Now let's go to the show. I have a confession to make. I hate, like actually hate talking about money. Or at least I used to, especially when it came to money and my business. So things like figuring out how much to charge or budgeting or just investing back into myself and my brand, it was all one big mental nightmare for me. The game changer, you guys. Well, that came the day I found the books and the resources offered by my next guest. Today on the show, we have none other than Denise Duffield-Thomas from LuckyBee.com. Now, if you don't know about her or her work, stay tuned because I do a full intro in the show itself. But I just wanted to hop on the mic and let you know that if you're struggling with issues around money and finances, so maybe you're struggling with charging your worth or collecting payment or like me, investing back into your business, then this episode is definitely for you. Denise is going to give us practical advice to help us break through some of the most common mental money blocks that are impacting our business. And also, guys, I wanted to just give you fair warning. (laughs) I am a big fan of Denise, and I have been following her for a really long time. So you're going to hear me fangirl out pretty hard in today's episode. But don't worry, Denise takes it in total stride. It's not awkward at all. (laughs) With that, you guys, I hope you enjoy today's show. Let's go to it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Valerie Howard, and I have a very special guest on today. I'm super excited. We have with us Denise Duffield Thomas. Now, Denise, otherwise known as the Lucky Bee, is a money mindset mentor for the new wave of online entrepreneurs. Her best-selling books give us a fresh and funny roadmap to releasing money blocks and creating a first-class life. You can learn more about Denise as well as check out all of her books and her amazing programs at luckybitch.com. Welcome, Denise. Hi, Valerie. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. I am a huge fan of your work, and so I'm thrilled to have you on the show and have you share all of your juicy wisdom with our listeners. Mm, Me too. Let's do it. Awesome. So before we dive into the really good questions about money and wealth, I have to ask you, what is a lucky bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, right? Because it was a bold move calling my company Lucky Bitch for sure. And the way it started for me is that when I started changing my life and started to do um, more personal development work and started working on my mindset, amazing things started happening, which, you know, anyone in the personal growth world, you realize that you, you are the one creating it. It's not coming external from you. But from the outside and to some of your friends who might not know the mindset work that you're doing, it just looks like you've suddenly turned into this amazingly lucky person. And I've had people who have said to me, well, clearly you've won the lottery. That's, you know, that's how your business is doing so well. Or, oh, well, you're so lucky. You've got a husband 
who's supportive and that's why you're, you know, you've got a great business or blah, blah, blah. And so when things started to really shift for me, my friends were calling me a lucky bitch, (laughs) you know, kind of jokingly. And I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to embrace that. And then I'm going to teach women really what it takes behind the scenes to create from outward what looks like a lucky life. And, um, you know, so it's tongue in cheek. It's definitely meant to be lighthearted and fun. And, you know, we we actually call ourselves lucky bees in the community mm, quite quite I a lot, it. like as in B-double-E, um, which also feels kind of nice as well. So that's the story behind Lucky Bitch. I love it. So what, may we all be lucky bees. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned a a moment ago about mindset and for the listener who is maybe new to the concept of money mindset or law of attraction, what does mindset have to do with success and what kind of mindset should we have when we look at our business? Absolutely. I'm a big believer in mindset is probably the the most important thing when it comes to creating success in any, any area of your life. Um, and it can be applied to anything, you know, and really mindset is just your attitudes, your belief, um, what you think, what you say to yourself, what you, what you speak out aloud about yourself and about your goals. And really like, let's take a really simple example, weight loss, right? Mm. Everyone knows how to lose weight. <laughs> you right. have to right. just exercise more and eat less. But why do people struggle so much with it? And usually it's it's around mindset. There's a whole minefield around losing weight of, of things that people do struggle with, right? Mm-hmm. Same with business. If you were to say, okay, how do you be successful in business? If someone just gave you a blueprint and said, okay, market this way, do this exact thing, blah, 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 most of us could really just follow it. You know, it's like a checklist, follow mm. it and do it like we did, you know, in, in jobs, most of us didn't have as many problems in job, in being successful in our jobs as we did in having our own business. Mm. So what gets in our way? It's our beliefs about ourselves. I'm, you know, maybe I'm not meant to be successful. This is really hard. Maybe the universe doesn't like me. Um, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. I'm, I shouldn't really send out that sales email today. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, that girl's more successful than me. So maybe she's taken up all the success in this industry. Someone else has already spoken about that. So why can't do that? It's all the BS stuff that we tell ourselves every day. And that's why we've got to get our mindset straight because everything else is just strategy. Um, Mm. and we need that, you know, that we need to work on our beliefs about ourselves. We need to work on our mindset because that's where we get derailed. We usually don't get derailed around strategy because there's nothing, there's nothing really new under the sun around strategy. So Um, true. And I think having a business, having an online business, um, it's such a roller coaster. I think there's naturally built mm-hmm. in, you know, sort of highs and lows, and it feels like you have to have your mindset right, or you actually have to have a practice or something to go back to um, when you come across challenges. Because not every day is breezy, and nope, right? And we see people who are doing great things, and we we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know how how they've gotten to where they are. Um, so the comparison might set in the feeling of doubts or the questioning of worth. So I love what you're talking about in terms of just keeping the mindset, um, right. And being positive about what you're doing. Yes. Well, and the biggest misconception I think around mindset is that you only have to do it once. Mm. 
and then you're done forever. Right. Like, go, I just need to get fixed. I just need to fix this mindset and then I'm ready. Yes. And I, I remember early on in my career, my husband was like, you're going to another conference? Like, why? And I was like, because I need, I couldn't articulate it at the time, but I was like, I need to constantly be around people who are in the game. I need to be constantly told, you know, you're doing a good job. I need to be energized on a, you know, on a regular basis. Otherwise this stuff is hard and I get scared and, you know, I'll get derailed. But he really thought it was like, well, why are you doing this again? Like, why do you need another coach? Yeah. It's like, it's, this is ongoing work, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It so is. And I think it's so good to hear, especially from someone like yourself, who you've you've reached a certain level of success that so many um, online entrepreneurs are striving for. And to hear that this is ongoing for you is so refreshing and I think helpful. So it's really good. It, It really is. And I remember hearing that from some of my mentors. They were saying, guys, like it never stops. And I'm thinking, they're just saying that. <laughs> they're like, their life looks great. You know, I'm sure at some stage, you know, the fear goes away or whatever. And they're like, no, it doesn't. And it wasn't until I started talking to more successful people as well. And I realized, yeah, they're working on themselves all the time. The good news is, though, because I don't want anyone to think, oh, my God, I've got to deal with this forever. Right. This sucks. <laughs> is um, Here's the good news. Things that scare you today won't scare you tomorrow because they'll become business as usual. And some things in business are really important rites of passage. But often women in particular, we see them as signs from the universe. And I'll give you a really practical example, right? Yes. The first time that you're a client defaults a payment with you. Mm. This is a very normal part of doing business. It's just a normal rite of passage. It doesn't mean anything. But a lot of um, entrepreneurs internalize that, like, oh, my God, I'm really bad at what I do. Like, I'm such a terrible person by asking them to um, pay their bill. Like, this mm. is horrible. I'm not meant to do this. I'm not cut out for being in business. This is shit, all this kind of stuff. And that's a very normal rite of passage. And the good thing is if you get through that, it might scare you today. Tomorrow, that will just be business as usual. The bad news is there's always new stuff. Yes. <laughs> So as you grow, you know, you um, maybe reach the six-figure mark or the million-dollar mark, you know, you'll have bigger problems with each mark. But, you know, it's okay because you've overcome quite a bit to get there. Yes, you can deal with it. I love that. And I'd love to dive a little bit deeper here. Um, And I'm looking right now at some questions that I have from subscribers and followers of mine when I advertised to everyone to let them know I was going to be chatting with you to see if they had any specific questions for me to ask. I got quite a few questions around this theme of value. Um, really, mm. it, I, mean, I think it's such a juicy I, topic. Um, it's such a loaded topic. But, yeah. Right? But the questions are really from, I got quite a few kind of the same from women who are passionate about helping others and having an impact in the world, but they're struggling with putting a monetary value on what they do. You know, it's almost like they've adopted this belief that following their passion is not going to equal financial success. It won't equal abundance. Yes. Um, I love to hear sort of your thoughts on that because I have a feeling it's pretty common. Well, it's actually the second most common money block that I see. The first one is you have to work really hard to make money. 
Yes. Yeah, that's that the first one. one. The second one is um, making money and helping people is mutually exclusive. Mm. Yeah, so it's a very, very common one. It's one I hear all the time, especially for females, but especially especially for people in transformational type businesses where they're either helping people or healing people or coaching people. Um, and this, again, even if, if I go into it, even niche it further, health professions, this one comes up a lot too because they feel guilty and they think, well, this should be free for everyone. You know, everyone deserves to be happy or everyone deserves to have good health or whatever. Mm, yes. And that is true. And what is also true is that you deserve to be paid for the gifts that you put out into the world. And, you know, you have to really go through a transformation in yourself to be okay with that. Um, I think there are some practical things you can do as well to make you feel better about charging because I'm Virgo. I like, I like practical solutions. Yes. <laughs> um, so rather than burn yourself out by trying to help as many people as you can one-to-one, which I see a lot of, I remember I spoke to one lady and she said she saw something like 60 clients a week. Oh I'm my like, gosh. When do you pee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like practically tell me when do you pee? Um, <laughs> And I was like, God, you're so burnt out. And um, I said, well, like, have you ever considered writing a book or, you know, like, do you blog? And she's like, I don't have time to blog. So here's the thing. If you charge for what you do, it frees up your time and creative energy to create resources so you can help more people. Um, And writing a book is such a perfect example of that, right? It takes Mm. time and energy so if you're not charging enough, you don't have the time and energy to do that, those things. Um, so for me, I, I feel fine about charging for the work that I do because I can say to people, hey, look, if you don't have money to work with me, that's totally fine. Go read my blog. You know, that's a huge investment of time and energy I put into creating those things. So then I feel okay about charging because I know that those people are still taken care of in some way. Mm. They're not necessarily taken care of by me sitting with them personally, but I've got somewhere to send those people. Or I'm like, hey, my book's like 10 bucks on Amazon. Go get that. And I feel good about that. So for for all those people who feel like they have to give of themselves every single juicy drop to other people and not even charge for it, you're really limiting the amount of people that you can help in the world. Oh, I agree so much. Um, I think that's a big struggle. I know when I work with clients and building their business, it's always about getting them to think of that one-on-one service as a premium offering rather than, you know, what they do day in and day out, Um, you know, the lowest sort of cost service that they might be offering. Um, That's so valuable. So, and then another theme that I was getting um, a lot of questions around was this idea of like everything's been done before, you know, Mm -hmm. so nothing, I have nothing new to say. So how can I possibly charge for it if they can find this information online somewhere? If they can can Google it and figure it out and read a bunch of books and probably piece it all together. How can I charge for what I'm trying to say or do? That's such a great question. So I think there's two parts to it. One is let's address that everything's been done before and ev- mm. everything's been said. So I, I'm, um, I'm a mother, mama, mama of two mm-hmm. kids, right? And when I'm feeling rested and fine about being a parent, I think, oh, God, why do people keep on writing these same old articles, giving women permission to, you know, like, 
oh, hey, mums, don't worry. You know, you're allowed to have time off. When I'm feeling good in myself, I'm like, why are people writing that same old tired stuff again and again? But at 3 a.m., when I'm really tired and breastfeeding and, you know, upset and all that kind of stuff, that stuff is a lifeline to me. Mm. You know, and I think, thank God people are still talking about this in different ways. You know, like there's all sorts of different genres of mum who will talk about that. So when you think of like, oh, everything's being said, humans never change and there's going to be fundamental things that humans need to hear in so many different ways again and again, whether it's around health or money or transformation or whatever. So you have to show up and give your voice to that because somebody might need to hear it in the exact way that you can say it. Mm. That so that's so good. I love that. Yeah, because, right, you know, when you when you don't need it, you're like, oh, everyone's everyone knows that, like, whatever. Yeah. But at the time that you need it, you're so grateful that someone has given you that information, right? Exactly. And then when you come, that second part of it is, well, why would people pay for it when it's for free? Well, some people don't have time to go searching around the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay to be paid to be a curator, to mm. be someone who um, takes that information and puts a new spin on it, someone who even just brings it together and makes it convenient. Whatever that is, you think of like recipe books, right? Why do people still buy recipe books? You can get anything online for free. Well, yeah, but they want to hear from you, your flavor, your take on it. They want it all in the one place. They want beautiful pictures. They want um, something maybe that they can have as a physical, you know, book that they can put in their kitchen. You like anything, you know, like money mindset work, I think too. I think, oh God, I didn't invent this, this work. I didn't. Um, you know, like it's not super unique, but I've put it all together and I've created an amazing community around it. And so, yeah, people can go out and do that, but they can't replicate that support that I can, that that I can bring for them. They can't replicate that community. They can't replicate my voice Mm. and my experiences. So I hope that kind of covers it. That's that twofold thing is that people are always going to need the basics over and over again. People need to be reminded um, of the messages that you can bring. And then the second thing is um, you need to make it easy for people. And sometimes what's really obvious to you isn't obvious to other people, right? And I think that's where it brings up a lot of stuff for women because they go, but this is so easy. Why should I get paid for something that's so easy for me? Oh, like yes. that's the point. It's <laughs> not point. easy for someone else. <laughs> I love that. And it brings me back I want because I want to go back to that number one, like that most common money block you mentioned is that I have to work hard before mm-hmm. I can have any abundance in my life. And I think this ties so nicely into that because sometimes when things are flowing for us and we're in our zone of genius and we just know about a topic and we can share easily, it almost feels like should I shouldn't be getting paid for this. It's too easy for me. Yeah. Right? I love for you to elaborate <laughs> on that. <laughs> yes. And I think even more so now than at any other time in history because the tools that we have available to us as entrepreneurs make our lives so much easier. Mm. You know, like if you wanted to make something in the past, even let's go back 10 years ago, how we, where were you going to sell it? Right. You know, and then how we, how are we going to do that? If you wanted to sell it yourself, how are we going to take payment from that? Oh, yeah. You know, or, 
so that's even just the making side, the physical side. What about those of us as entrepreneurs who are selling information or transformation? Even um, six years ago when I started my business, I didn't start it online. I was doing workshops in my town. Oh. You know, and it was, yeah, like the old school, right? Old school workshops. (laughs) I was putting physical posters, like paper (laughs) posters on community notice boards saying come to my goal-setting workshop. Um, And, like, I would have reached a limit of how many people I could have found in my town to come to my physical workshops that were on a Saturday had to put on a bra and makeup and all that kind of right. stuff. <laughs> so suddenly I don't think there's any wonder that this this money block is so um, pervasive in our community because, oh, my God, that so, seems so easy. Oh, I just recorded a workshop and now people pay me for it, mm-hmm. you know, or like, oh, I just spoke to someone on the phone and gave them all these great tips and they paid me for it. Um, my sister once was here. She's um, 19 years younger than me, my little sister, mm. and I was like, sorry, I've got to go do this coaching call. And then I had someone come to my house. We did a workshop and she was like, are these people just paying you to like be friends with them? (laughs) Because in her mind it was like, well, you're not doing anything for this money. And when when that all happens, one, we feel guilty, even if people say things or not, because we're like, hang on, am I allowed to do this? Like, um, uh, Mm -hmm. this feels kind of a bit inappropriate, like in our soul. It's like am I allowed to do this? It feels way too easy. Um, And then sometimes it comes up too that we feel guilty that other people don't know how to do this or are still working in jobs that they hate or, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes I feel sick about the fact that, oh, my God, I make all this money doing amazing, fun things and there are freaking heaps of poor people in the world. Like sometimes I wake up and that freaking kills me and then I have to come back to my centre and go, okay, what can I do for those people right now? Okay, I can donate money and that can be a you know, finite thing. I can quit my life and stop making money and go and you know, volunteer. And, again, I'm back to helping person one at a time, one at a time, mm-hmm. and all that stuff helps and it all contributes. And then I'm like, well, I can just continue doing what I'm doing to help you know, spread the word of abundance around other women. And if they just donate a little bit of money and they just help one other people, then that's the ripple effect. Mm. But you have to feel good in yourself around that. And that's why this working hard thing is so hard for um, for women in particular because it goes against the grain of the messages we've been taught our whole lives. So true. I mean, when I began just working my first nine to five, I remember – you know, being rewarded for that work ethic where I would be the first one in the office. So seven o'clock and I'd be the last one to leave. So it's often seven or eight o'clock at night. And it has been, it has been a practice to break me of that thinking that that is the only way to success. Um, You know, that you have to really work yourself down to the bone. It's so great. You said that because a lot of women, even in online businesses, start to replicate those old patterns. Mm. They don't delegate, so they're spending all night working on their sales page. Yes. You know, they leave things to the last minute, so they're stressed out and, you know, having to work lots of hours, so we're replicating that. It is so true. And, I I mean, I think when I first started my business, never giving myself time off too, which I see a lot of, Mm. you know, you work through the weekend, you work at night, you're either working or you're not, but it's not like – time designated for your new job, your new career. Um, 
You know, I still struggle with that. I have to admit, I still struggle with taking time off and taking holidays. Mm. Um, like we're going on a holiday next week and there was a part of me that's like, I should do a workshop while I'm there. <laughs> like it's a new yeah. town. I'm sure there's lucky bees in that town. Like how can I layer on the work? And it's Ugh. like, oh, my God, it's okay to just like take a week with your family. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. I, I went to Europe and I didn't like – document it and Instagram it. And I'm like, I should have been doing that. Like I should have done a, a webinar. Um, I, it's hard. <laughs> so I'm still kicking myself. So I get it. Um, <laughs> this is so good. So I've, we covered two of the top of the most common money blocks for entrepreneurs. Is there a third to share with us before we, we wrap? Yeah, I don't think it's as strong as those first two. I think when it comes to the third one, I think this is where it becomes a little bit more personal for individuals. Um, you know, there could be things like, um, you know what, it's really those two. It is mostly those, those two. Ones? Yeah, like I think then it becomes the subtleties then. Like there could be it's not safe for me to make more money and what's not safe is personal for every person. For some people they think, God, if I made more money, I would have to pay for all my family or mm. my friends wouldn't like me anymore or my marriage would split up. So I think that's probably is the third one. It's like this vague feeling of like it's not safe for me to have um, a lot of money or it's not safe for me to be successful. Yes. Um, and we'll keep ourselves, you know, we'll keep ourselves small because of this unknown fear of some bad things going to happen. So true. Um now, for the listener who is ready and willing to begin attracting more wealth and abundance and just goodness in their life and their business, what can we start to do? What could they do maybe starting tomorrow morning? Is there anything simple that they can do to begin sort of tapping into that money flow? Oh, there's so many things. <laughs> no, but that's a great question, right? But I really think it's having a philosophy of everything works and I always say to people throw everything at it mm. you know so I look at it from lots of different angles I go okay what beliefs can I declutter and what healthy habits do I need to um, cultivate and what memories um, are stopping like what money memories are stopping me from living my full life today like what things yes. am I believing from my childhood so that's probably the first one because this is the first exercise that I actually teach in my money boot camp is like what are your money memories? Like what's everything you remember about money and success? And um, and this is the weirdest thing in my in the boot camp this week. I just threw one out there saying, hey, like let's do a forgiveness Friday, which we do every week, but let's do one around the circumstances around your birth. Oh. And and we do forgiveness Friday every week and sometimes there's like two people that respond on there. <laughs> and this week it was like a, this long thread of people going, the common theme was I'm – you know, I forgive my parents for teaching me from birth that I was not, you know, wanted or I wasn't good enough. And I'm like, oh. like it was spine tingling because I just thought, oh, my God, so many women are living this from day one of their birth. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I don't have any value. And like it was so healing as a group oh. to go, let's go way back then. Yes. Let that go because – and people are like, oh, I was premature and like my mum couldn't hold me for five days and I've just had this story my whole life that nobody wants me. I'm like, what? What? It's, yeah. it's so powerful when you think about just asking the, those right questions, asking the questions to yourself um, and really going back and digging deep a little bit. I mean, that is 
it's so healing. Yes, that's really the best thing you can do. But then have a philosophy that everything works. You know, I love emotional freedom technique, um, tapping. I love journaling. Um, I think kinesiology is great. But you have to have a philosophy that not only does does everything work, but that you deserve um, to let those things go. It's not enough just to think about it and go, oh, yeah, I'd yes, EFT is a good thing to do. Like you have to actually do it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I am making progress. This is working for me. I think that's super powerful. Um, As we wrap, Denise, if there is just one nugget of wisdom that the listeners might take away from our, our talk today, what would you like that to be? Yes. So, um, I love lucky related quotes and one of the best ones that I ever found was um, today is your lucky day. Mm. And it's just a reminder that any day can be reframed, any moment can be reframed. And if you think, you know, luck happens to other people or maybe maybe my time is sometime in the future, sometimes you can just stop and go, no, today, today is my lucky day. Yes. And it's really powerful and empowering to know that you can change your life in a, in a moment, in a day. Absolutely. Today let today be your lucky day. It is your lucky day already. Mm. Um, I love that. Thank you so much, Denise, for coming onto the show and for just sharing your wisdom with us. Super valuable. Thank you, Valerie. I really appreciate it. So guys, if you want to learn more about Denise, you can learn about her. You can check out her books, her money bootcamp, and her free manifesting course, which I'm a huge fan of, at luckybitch.com. Of course, I will have those links on my website, but um, just feel free to check her out at any time. Thanks, Denise. Thanks, Valerie. Well, guys, that wraps another episode of the Brand Ambition Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to my show on iTunes and feel free to hop over to ValerieHoward.com where you'll find all of the links mentioned in today's episode. You'll also find some freebies I think you're going to love. Thank you as always for listening and I will catch you right here next week.